What's up, everyone? This is Real Lauren Wixom, and I am here with the one and only Real Monty Allen from Crypto Nerd, Chris Swinner from Reach. Welcome, Chris. I'll go, and then I'll go, Tim. How is everyone doing today? Boomski. Great. Doing great over here, Mafiago Land, guys. Uh, Mafiago Land. Yeah, I'm in Normal Land. So. Algo City. <laughs> normal Land. That's still pretty good. Oh my God. All right. All right. Well, so, we just saw it. oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say. So we're we're, we're obviously gonna talk about NFTs today, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. We're what just, are those? Mm-hmm. Chat on little NFTs. Oh, what are those? I don't oh, know. What are NFTs? Tell us, Chris? Why don't you tell us? <laughs> I'm not sure if we can actually get into that already. Um, that's, <laughs> that's that's too too intense right away. Oh yes. Let's do Wait. let's do a few introductions of our of our audit, artists. Let's let's yes. start there. Oh, Let's boy. do it. So, do All we right. want to start with who do we want? Who wants to start? I'll start since uh, I believe Mark's driving. Um, I am driving, but I'm here. I'm here. All right. All right. Uh, so, I'm Tim P. Uh, basically, I've done a couple projects now. Uh, my first project is Ling Ling's animated series. Honestly, takes way more work than I expected because it's animated, and I'm not an animator. Oh, I am now, I guess. Yes, you um, are. But it was mostly an experience to teach myself how to animate, um, and it kind of took off. It's a fan series based off of uh, Yieldling, but um, which now has the second gen, you know, MNGO mostly not going out. Um, and I help manage that community as well, uh, and it's kind of just all together. And then the second thing was a more of an experiment with uh, Grand Gallery um, to do some generative minting on a tool that he was making. Uh, and that is the rug series, which is yeah. another very silly pixel series, um, which just makes fun of all the projects that rug and all the coins that rug people um, and just showcases those and has the rugs have different disguises, such as tokenomics or a white paper or things like that. Um, it's very silly. And I released them for like one algo piece and everyone kind of bought them all really quickly. It was very weird. Right. I think we love that sort of, uh, that kind of snark though, right? Yeah, you, I guess. You told that. everybody you're going to rug them. And then Possibly. when you rug them, you you lo- you uh, launched more. <laughs> that, yeah, yeah, I, I did. I, did. <laughs> I messed with all the rarity after people bought them. It was pretty fun. But no right. one no one uh, came at me with pitchforks. I think that series is almost immune to like doing something wrong. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, I could just release as many as I want. And like, what are people going to say? That I, I lied to them about rugs? Right. <laughs> I mean, we did it. We did it on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, like it's it's kind of an interesting social experiment, though, if you think about it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like immediately after people started buying them, some people were already trying to sell them below mint price just to mess with the project because yeah. they thought it was funny. That's um, funny. I know Stitch Bob sold a couple below mint price, and uh, Epishi was trying that too. But I think for the most part, like. Yeah, it's really funny because it has a ton of transactions. People continuously buy them, and they buy like three or four or five at a time. Yeah. The other day, someone bought like 69 rugs to just bring the floor from from two algo to three algo. It was really weird. All right. I wonder why they bought 69, huh? Interesting. I, I think they stopped at 69, but it just happened to work together. Yeah. Anyways, I'll let you go, Mark. 
Yeah, so um, Mafialgo, um, I I really handled the social media and marketing for Mafialgo, but um, our, our our artist is out of Australia, um, and our creator, um, we are um, the mafia of Algo NFTs, um, and we we can our first uh, NFT that came out was the Don who heads our family, um, and uh, NFTs. Uh, the consigliere was the second one, but then NFTs th uh, three through 50 are underbosses. Uh, we've released all of those. Um, and now we're onto our soldiers, um, which are gonna be through, I believe, 350. We're doing 500 and 505 um, unique NFTs um, before we go to 2.0. Um, are you procedurally generated or are you uh, uniquely hand-drawn? They're all uniquely hand-drawn, all individually uniquely hand-drawn. Um, NFT is so it's a, it's a lot of work yeah. it's a lot of work yeah it's a lot of work our artist is phenomenal too I don't know if you guys have had a chance to check out our NFTs but um, yeah, we have, have you know well, yeah I mean it's 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 really really good work he does um, so it's kind of cool and um, yeah it's nice I, I think that you know we, we we've put out our roadmap um, our roadmap includes uh, staking um, of uh, of your mafiago, then we we have a governance. We have mob meetings that we um, as part of our governance um, that we're starting up this week. Um, and uh, and as part of those mob meetings, obviously people who are current mafiago holders have say on um, on what the future holds for mafiago. And um, and then we'll move to mafiago 2.0, which is the governance will be a large part of deciding where that goes. Um, and then we'll do staking rewards, all that kind of stuff. But most of that, most of the ideas will be generated from our mob meetings that happen once weekly now. So kind of a cool. Uh, are you cool doing those uh, through Discord? Yes. All of our mob meetings are on Discord. You, ha you have to be a Mafiago, current Mafiago holder in your wallet um, to be a part of a mob meeting. And uh, yeah, all on our Discord. Um, you know, we we're in a couple collab collaborations with a couple other artists right now. We've already done one with Little Free Club, um, mm -hmm. with Al Guana, um, with uh, Flemish Giants. A um, mm -hmm. couple different ones there. Um, so we're pretty active, um, and we're also giving um, working out right now incentives for holding an underboss versus a soldier. Um, we're going to move to associates. We've got, we've got levels. Exactly. And as part of those levels, um, you're going to have um, some, uh, you know, some, some compensation um, if you own an underboss um, in terms of, and we work that out. It's, it's, a, it's a big part of our project is having the family, as we call it, mm -hmm. um, helping out with what are these rewards going to be. Um, and that's kind of how you know mafia works in a way is that you know as a family we 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 sit down and we decide um, you know what are these rewards going to be for staking um, where are we going in the future I mean we've thought about such things as uh, for 2.0 um, children mafialgo um, um, or mm. or for staking as rewards children children NFTs for your family and building your own family um, you know I won't release too much stuff that we've thought about. Um, but that's right. some, you know some of the stuff that we've uh, we've thought about and uh, uh, so. Mafialgo family bumper stickers. 
Right. You never know. You never know what's going to come out. You know, brass knuckles. You never know. So. I think one, one of the most important things is is that uh, whether or not you call it family or community, whatever it is, it's it's building that organization that that um, you know draws people in and Absolutely. they feel that belonging, however you call Absolutely. it. Yeah, and I um, think that in terms of the whole outlook, um, NFT community is something that we've done. You know, everybody's done a good job of so far. Sorry, I got my kids kind of screaming a little bit. Um, we've done a, the, the whole um, algo community has done a good job so far of. Um, you know is building that community um i really see that um as a positive for um for algo in the early run you know running here um is the uh is the community that's being built and um and we at mafia algo are kind of like a sub community of that community you know yeah. yeah one one of the other i think more important things is that's the the way you break from like a tier two nft collection to a tier one is if you actually integrate a reach logo somewhere so, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that's completely true. You know, I just need to put that disclaimer here now. I mean, I'm not the one that makes up the rules. I'm just, you know, <laughs> that way. I got, you, I got. You. That's just the way it is. Um, I actually it's think it's interesting in the to see the different projects that have logos versus ones that don't incorporate them. Because mm -hmm. it seems yeah. to be like a big, like you either have logos or you don't have any. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Um, the evolution of, um, you know, releases, I think is interesting too. So you see different types of projects. Algobots was, uh, they released what, I think three different versions, right? They broke it up into three splits. Um, but now most projects seem to be almost exclusively one of ones. Oh, we lost, uh, we lost Mafiago there. But I mean, I, this, this trend definitely seems like it's, um, you I know, think a lot taken of, over. Uh, so some of that is probably that the tools better support one of ones as well. Yeah. Um, like I have problems with uh, Lingling releases because unless I do a Python script for my minting, I demand on AB2 to do all of the multi-mint versions, the rares and ultra rares. And it right. is, it's like, do I want to spend five hours minting a hundred things or if I can even get them all done? Because right. or do I want to do a one of one on like Rand Gallery? And it goes up in like two seconds. Um, otherwise, you know, I I just have to figure out how to get the Python script up, get everything named right, and you know, that's just a thing. Um, yeah. So if anyone coming in doesn't have a dev and is just trying to do it themselves, I think it's a lot easier to do one of ones. Yeah. I also think you you see a lot more generative art now in the algo space. You still have the hand created stuff, but like you know, two or three months ago, there's basically no generative art. In yeah. Algo NFT, and now you definitely see that coming in. So that's was, interesting too. It was def definitely lagging. Our our yeah. series, we we minted. Um, I think we had four different layers, and there were you know five of fives, four of fives, or four of fours, three of threes, two of twos, and then one of ones with increasing mm -hmm. rarity. And I yeah. definitely find that the community is like ah these five of fives. Like yeah, they're cheap, they're inexpensive, but they're they're not interested in them. So if I if I could go back in time. We would have changed it in our next project. We'll we'll, we'll have to make some some adjustments there. Yeah, uh, I think for the for the I, um, EV ones that we're doing, they're going to be all one of ones. Um, every yeah. single one of them. Yeah, I initially wanted to do one of ones, but I was doing a lot of community voting when I started the Lingling project, since it was more of a derivative inside of that like Telegram chat of Yieldling that it came up, and everyone voted for just multibit, and so that's why I did it initially. So. Um, it's really interesting. Speaking yes. of, of generative, I was very surprised when doing 
the rugs project how much less work it takes to make a generative series mm-hmm. um and i i don't want to say it's no work like i i put a lot of time into rugs but overall like to make 2000 assets versus yeah. a lot less to make work 100 linglings yeah oh my god it's it's like i spend the same amount of time i do on rugs as i spend on like one flocket right uh, and, uh, so how many how many attributes did you have to create in in rugs and then the computer just kind of you know mismatches them all together right i think initially i just went for i i think i had 69 total layers in the first run right and when i did the second one i basically doubled that um and i have enough assets now that i could make like a 5000 plus series easily of mm-hmm. unique but unique is you know with certain generatives uniques gets a little i don't know about that yeah um so i i thought it was very interesting though once i finished it i was like this was really not like i could do this with high quality art and it would still take less time than doing like animations or anything else like that um, mm-hmm. It was not a crazy amount of time compared to hand drawing the entire piece and putting it all together yourself. Um, yeah, so that now, was fascinating to me. We've got uh, like multiple different ways of delivering products through marketplaces, and part of the reason like we're we're drawn together here today is because we're all involved in the you know that um, uh, I think it's what a week from today the metaverse you know sort of you know. Um, live auction in the virtual world right where there's 10 pieces getting auctioned off and it's sort of a um an interesting way to do it versus just listing on ab2 or ran like you mentioned you know how how is your your you know success been or any feelings on, on you know just the static site type of a, a site like a gallery versus these type of live auctions is there a different level of excitement is there you know do you try and like produce a, a rarer piece you know for some reason for the the live auction how do you approach those I definitely tried to like last time I made a, a piece specifically for it that I wanted to test out um, mm-hmm. that was very off like the normal animated stuff right um, but I, I think I'll just do a flock at this time because um, I don't want to make that like a, a common thing of doing everything different um, I think the hype is I don't know that it's it's more or less than like a full drop. Uh, it's mm-hmm. definitely more than if you just threw it up on like Algo X NFT. You definitely yeah. want to produce no, oh, absolutely something yeah. nice and interesting. Um, and it, it's cool to see like different players in the market get involved and like everyone logging in with their avatars and like wandering around. But the actual auction portion itself was like really short. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's a bit weird to because we like had that pre-auction talk and discussion, but then yeah. the auction itself being so short was like. Okay, well, that was five minutes. Goodbye. <laughs> right, right. I mean, it's, it's, it was only ten pieces, I think, and and this time it's only ten pieces again, um, and so it, it does tend to go pretty quickly. But yeah, yeah. last time we, we did that uh, like an AMA in the gallery, I think, and that took yeah. like half an hour to coordinate everybody. Yeah, it's a bit of corralling, yeah. that's for sure. There. Um, I think I think actually find like information regular... about this this uh, metaverse um, auction. Do you I have it posted just somewhere? Like a... Sorry, guys. Yeah, uh, no, I think- I, I'm just saying. I think versus a regular Rand or a, you know AB2 or whatever it is, these auctions are pretty awesome um, in terms of bringing some um, you know bringing variety to the artists and uh, and and creating a little bit of excitement in the space for sure. 
Yeah. I, I will we'll make sure that we post a link in the description for the video and, and get some information out. We've got some PR stuff kind of um, coming out, and we'll we'll feature some artists on the posters as well, kind of rotating. Um, but it's just cool to like hop into a virtual room, I think, and you know just kind of you know poke around a little bit and and see the. I think last time we had Sea Will doing uh, a music number. Yeah, that was which. Fun. Which was kind of a disaster, because <laughs> because <laughs> not, not everybody else was was muted, and so like everybody should have been muted while Seawill was doing his thing, um, and I think some people just were popping into the room as he was performing, and they were they were just like, "What's up?" <laughs> no, Honestly, the, the like flaws in all of it were kind of the funniest parts, and like yeah. it, it was a bit of charm to it. <laughs> yeah, I think I every love time those, we, we I love the virtual it, it gets a little better. Yeah. I love the virtual auction rooms i think that you know it's it's a really cool way of uh of of showing the the nfts and and, and kind of uh making it a, an experience for people um you know that it's pretty cool i like it a lot sometimes hard to navigate around a little bit but i like it a lot yeah now i know chris has got a lot of feelings on the on the the the, the metaverse but yeah. do you ever see us having like a sandbox type of you know, a virtual world where there's just a gallery that's permanently posted up somewhere. Hundred percent. I mean, the yeah. the the thing with the metaverse is that uh, my my issue with the metaverse is not that the metaverse doesn't exist or it's not a thing. It's just that people's view on what the metaverse is is too narrow. Mm -hmm. um, sure. Like, really, what people need to start thinking about what the metaverse is is more of multiple multiple dimensions of a metaverse, and each dimension is its own universe. As and what binds the the dimensions together is a single source of ownership that allows for contextually to display what that that ownership means in each of the dimensions is the thing that's important and that is the actual metaverse. Yeah, yeah. I can see Agreed. a point in time where I've got a mafiago and that enables me to gain entry to a, a mafiago club. You know, it, it gets sure. me like, exactly. That's my, that's, that's my secret door knock in the you know in the sandbox style you know Algorand room, but that same to NFT that also club, grants yeah. me access in you know Discord or uh, to certain Twitter spaces or to um, you know enables me to get the NFT of the book, um, you know with your with your your your, your you know that DAO or you know whatever it is. So I can see that I mean, I that same Mafiago NFT being a ticket. Mafiago plays really well into the metaverse and in the. You know, we could build our own city. Sure. He got he got picked up by the mob boss. <laughs> <Come on>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, right. He's he's been like, he's don't been, tell he's, them more. <laughs> right, right. He's he's been fighting it to like get kicked out, got logged back in, kicked out, logged back in this whole session. Um, but I, I still think he's got some some valuable feedback there. That and it's true. You know, I think we're just at the tip of the iceberg. You know, it just started with, um, you know, arguably, you know, Stitch Bob was the most, uh, you know, uh, prevalent, you know, NFT artist initially, right? And there's just, you know, pictures of a flamingo on standing on one leg. And now we have all of these other like layers, you know, Tim, you were talking about, you know, layers for, you know, generative art. And now I, I see us doing layers for types and styles of NFTs, NFTs being used for different purposes, you know. Um, oh, absolutely. Like just what we're doing with well we messed up with it but with like the i forgot to even mention the shrimp games oh yeah that we're doing yeah cool. that uh, that was a lot funny. of fun to collaborate on to design the actual um profile and then we like had clawback on them and did a ace uh rc9 update that mm -hmm. 
we forgot to include clawback on and it wiped it all and now everyone was like oh i'm just gonna keep it oh like oh no <laughs> so we had to set up a different mechanism for it but the whole concept of it was literally just we're gonna delete all these nfts they're just a ticket into this like free lottery for our holders yeah. um, and then we're gonna tell like kind of a story with it and depending on the reception we'll we'll start developing more ways to interact with it and all this other stuff but absolutely it's definitely something that you could see you know logging into an arena <laughs> kind of thing where you're participating in this yeah i think i actually I have two mingos I, I i'm not even sure how to get involved in the whole shrimp games thing i gotta figure uh, this out so the the claim yeah we had a claim window up basically we paid um you know, cracking at Rand Gallery to to take the snapshot of wallets that we had and and open up so that people could claim their their shrimp. Oh, um, I missed it, huh? Is that what you're yeah. trying to tell me? <laughs> yeah, that's right, exactly right. what I'm telling you. And we had a just under 600 people, 600 shrimp claimed, yep. and just under 500 have entered the game. I think it is um, cool. where they actually sent it into the wallet um, to die. I mean, to to win, whichever. <laughs> So yeah. one of the things, though, that's uh, I actually talked to Stitch Bob about this, um, but the these type of like complex or bespoke rules around NFTs are really going to lend itself well to the the smart NFTs that are coming. Because right now, um, ASAs are just dumb NFTs, and you have to really try hard to actually put any type of functionality in. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, smart NFTs are coming um, in Q1 of next year, and we're going to make a big push for that to actually build these custom things and we're, we're going to be launching um a co the code name of this project evolve that is a um entire smart nft governance around um leveling leveling up your individual smart nfts to mm -hmm. um by feeding it a deflationary currency but smart nfts are what's going to be around or what's going to be used mostly when it comes to nfts in my opinion mm -hmm. because if you think about nfts nfts mean mean community mm -hmm. and communities uh, differentiate themselves by being different. It's not something that you just pick a template up and it's like, okay, now we're a clone of that community. Like every community wants to be different, and that's where smart NFTs come in and say, okay, we're going to, um, we're going to do a list a little bit different. We're going to have a royalties built in. We're going to have a, we're going to be able to kill off NFTs. We're going to be able to do X, Y, Z, and um, this this is what we're going to lean into hard in Q1 of uh, next year and make a lot of big. Uh, marketing push uh, just worldwide and not just the algorithm community to get people to come in build custom nfts with reach and launch them um so that people can you know create community communities yeah. i'm definitely interested in seeing how that goes um yeah. and seeing what kind of tools you make to allow people to build on them as well um mm -hmm. that should be a lot of fun yeah and uh, uh we're we're currently um at the the only previous um limitation uh that that Algren uh, was having was the number of smart contracts a single account could create, yeah. and we fi we figured out how to actually work work around this in a very elegant way. So we're um, working with um, Yieldly to to build a service that allows you to pass a contract to uh, to a an endpoint. The endpoint actually launches it with a brand new fresh account and then passes all ownership to the the address that's um, passed the contract in the first place so that it's just a service that is completely trustless like a, you don't need to worry about anything like a and, surrogate account something like that yeah yeah it's like it's like create a new account just for this one one uh 
contract and then pass me back the ownership of that. And that way that you don't you no longer have that 10 account limit, um, because or 10 uh, contract limit. So mm -hmm. that's one of the things that we're solving. But like I said, uh, be, be prepared for Q1. Uh, the ABI spec has finally been uh, solidified uh, by the foundation and Inc. And uh, we, we put a lot of uh, thought into it as well. So that allows for universal interfaces to work with them. Uh, we're going to start working with the marketplaces themselves to make it so that these smart entities can be hosted and sold and traded on the traditional marketplace. So all of this is coming. Nice. Cool. Yeah, Tim, you, you had you had to mint over what three different um, wallets, I think, or, you know, I don't know what you call them phases or something like that, right? Uh, so I minted rugs over two different wallets for the shrimp. I didn't we just minted on one wallet. Mingo minted over four wallets, actually. It was originally oh. three wallets, but because AB2, in order to put a profile up, you have to have a, a slot open for uh -huh. some reason. Yeah, um, oh, that's funny. So you, you had to not mint uh, at least the max. three. Yeah. And so because we were already making another, Stitch was already making another wallet for it. He just kept an, an extra open slot in case some other marketplace comes out and does the same thing. Yeah. Um, so there's six Mingos, I think, on a fourth wallet. <laughs> oh, interesting. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So like going forward, the uh, so when AVM, hopefully knock on one, when AVM 1.2 comes out, uh, one of the, the features that we're really hoping for is expandable global storage. And what that will allow for is for um, collection, like NFT collections in a single contract. And uh, this will make it so that, because right now a how you kind of designate a collection is who minted it. Um, but going forward, the idea is that it will be a single contract that will designate all of the uh, NFTs. You can do large collections in a single contract. Yeah, yeah I think it's who minted it, uh, or you have to get something like NFT Explorer or the gallery to include all the addresses together and combine right. the rarities and stuff. And it's all custom per individual yeah. marketplace. Can we can we talk about the rarities for for just a second because it seems to be a hot topic lately. You know, the 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 two different competing I don't know what do you call it, methods or formulas or or what have you. Um you know, should these even be competing? You know, is one going like, to definitely going to win out? Do you arc, mean the arc specs? The arc specs, yeah. Okay, so that's a, that's not a rarity question. That's that's just a data structure. Uh, conversation. I can talk a lot about this, and I would love to uh, hear Tim's thoughts on it as well. <laughs> so, I mean, go ahead. go ahead. So right now, there's Arc Three and Arc Sixty Nine. Mm -hmm. They both can do the exact same thing. Um, the Arc Three is designed to be a little bit more um, flexible, and it, it's designed to allow for um, NFTs on other chains to be brought over to Algorands. Um, Arc 69 came out because it was satisfying one of the big problems that is that uh, with Arc 3, you need to make two IPF calls, IPFS calls. Mm -hmm. uh, first one is to gather the uh, the metadata. The second one is to actually grab the image. Um, and Arc 69 allows you to to uh, get the there's only one IPFS because the metadata is actually stored in a, I believe, in a note on a transaction. Um, so like that. To me, I think this the other big thing for Arc 69 was backwards yeah. compatibility. Yeah, backwards compatibility is the other thing because, uh, but that's not a big deal. Um, and I'll tell you why that's not a big deal is that the the backwards compatibility is 
it, it, it's a SMOP. It's a um, simple matter of programming. Uh, the marketplaces themselves can look at it and say, okay, well, um, here, there's going to be more than one standard anyway. Um, so they're going to have to build this into their their interface or their, their backend when more standards come out. So it's just another category. So I'm, I'm not like that. That feels right uh, to say in like the short term when when the infrastructure is not caught up. But in the long term, that won't matter. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It feels to me, it feels like from from a creative perspective, it feels like one being able to apply it for my old ones very easily and being having a place to do it where I don't know how to code. Um, not every creator knows how to code. Some people want to just start a small project. And so I think when they first launched the Arc 69, and within a week, NFT Explorer had the ability to just manually go in and do it yourself. Mm-hmm. It's not an ideal thing for a large collection, but the fact that any creator could go and do that immediately was a huge thing for adoption on it. Um, yeah, long term, maybe you have ways for people to do it, a standard for backwards compatibility on other things. Maybe you just mint a second related asset to link to your old assets um, that has you know a new standard on it. Uh, there's workarounds for sure. Um, I think in the current marketplace, that backwards compatibility is nice, but now it's, I also don't know where I would even mint arc 60, arc three, sorry. Um, arc three on a marketplace right now. I think Zestblum has it. Arc 3.xyz. Arc three. Okay. And I can mint from there. Um, yeah. So you mint there and it goes directly to your wallet and it's a 100% spec. I need so so the, the so the truth yeah I agree that what the the thing that the guys that pushed Arc sixty nine their brilliant move was to actually make it easy for non developers to use it yeah um, that's on boom I mean that's actually literally what we're doing with the new smart NFT spec is that uh, we're building all of the functionality to uh, and working with the largest NFT creators to uh, to use this new spec out of the gate to just standardize this spec and make it very easy to just uh, say, okay, this is what it's going to be. Um, and so that was the right move, make it easy for everybody to use. And right now, Arc3, the only easy way to do it is to, I mean, Arc3.xyz is a great tool to mint um, mint uh, NFTs with the Arc3 standard, mm-hmm. but nobody knows about it. So yeah, I didn't know about it. Marketing is, is huge for that stuff. Getting people to... to- Oh, we lost you for a second. I think you're harping on the marketing and awareness, which oddly enough, Chris and I were talking about earlier before we went live. Um, and yeah, it, the awareness thing is definitely important because you could have the, the best service in the world. Arc3 Arc might blow everything away, but if nobody knows about it, then you know, it doesn't really, doesn't really help. And so the other, the other big benefit that Arc69 has is the potential for mutable variables. Um, mm-hmm. That's that's cool but but I, I feel like that is a um that is band-aiding or that is a temporary solution for um for not having smart nfts yet once you have smart nfts they will have much more flexible you know pro- uh, programmatic uh ways to build things so um so arc 69 has the the mute the mutable variables but in my opinion in three months if you're if you need a mutable aspects to your your NFTs, you're going to be using smart NFTs anyway. Yeah. That that quickly, huh? Q1, you said. Yeah, I'd say end of Q1. So because um, the roadmap can is. You... Oh, sorry. Can you give an example of an NFT that 
you can only do with a smart NFT. That you can only do with a smart NFT? Yep. Um, so any type of actually like on-chain enforceability or programming, I'll give you, so what, what we're going to be launching um, in Q3 is, pro uh, this is a code name, we're probably going to change it, but Project Evolve. And what this does is it allows you to um, have an NFT that you can actually feed it a different token. And depending on how, how much you actually feed it, it will change the stage of that NFT. You're making For Tamagotchi. All, it, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but okay. the, the cool thing, though, is that that, um, that is part of a governance DAO that will be your voting token. And depending on what level it is, is the different voting power that you have. Um, and so it's more of a, a, a smart NFT governance protocol that mm -hmm. allow because the main thing with with nfts that we've seen is it's all about communities and building in how you can actually hard code the community aspect into the nft itself and make it the thing that allows you to have power over the over community is that something i think that's gonna be very important so this is one example um but like the other thing is um enforced complex royalties um so you can um you know make sure that if if a NFT is sold, you can actually dictate how it's transferred. Um, like say one thing that you could do is say, I'm going to build an NFT that the royalty is applied by um, passing the the token through the NFT and then the support percentage of that goes, goes to whatever it is. Um, you can then add extra rules to it. Say, okay, not only am I putting money in and then the percentage goes away, I'll go to the actual NFT creator, but the, the original NFT creator has right of first refusal meaning that if the trade goes through and the, the creator thinks it's less money than what it's worth, the NFT creator has the, the ability to buy it uh, at the price that somebody offered it. You can build all of this stuff into the NFT. So when you say like, what are what can't you do? What smart NFTs do is it, it opens up infinite amounts of custom uh, customizability to, around what it means to own, what it means to transfer, um, and what it means to actually interact with other things built into on completely on chain. It's a whole new so, world. Wow. Yeah. It's a whole what new is the difficulty world. level of learning that? Like, you know, because you're, you're saying you have all these options. Where do you learn how to create those options? Um, what is the UX? You know, if you're saying you want it to be easily adopted, what kind of UX are you planning for it? Yeah. So what we're planning for um, is another project um, that doesn't actually have a name yet. I'm just I'm testing out names right now. That is a no code smart NFT mentor that allow you to kind of like pick attributes of what you want the NFT to do and then allow you to mint batches or what have you directly just from an interface. But that's that that's sounds cool. extremely complicated. <laughs> Um, I mean, to make on your yeah, side. To make, not, yeah. yeah, to make. Yeah, to make. I was like, that sounds super user friendly. Like that's something I can. I mean, do. so, so it's it's not that complicated because I mean, uh, how it'll work is that each functionality is be a modular piece, and what we'll do is we'll use composability that is coming um, with one dot one that'll allow for the the extra attributes to an NFT to be stackable, and that the overall NFT will be the package rather than the individual contract. So an NFT could be a combination of multiple NFTs um, because the best way, like the, the best way to kind of think what it, what is an NFT? It's not an ASA. It's not a smart uh, like um, application or anything that sort. What it is is a data structure that at least one field designates ownership. And when you think about it that way, um, it really opens the the potential of what an NFT could be 
And that is what I see the, the future of uh, NFTs going or the future of the metaverse. Mm -hmm. We're all still, still really early in, the, in this whole thing. Um, mm -hmm. speak, speaking of being early, so I think Lauren has just minted her first NFT and just sold it this last week, if I'm not mistaken. Oh. Yeah. It was, or maybe it's the week before. Um, I was going to say, win airdrop. Yeah, yeah Sorry, right. It's right. already gone. It's already gone. <laughs> Sorry, it's already gone. Just Not a couple of one, one, one of ones. But can you walk us through, like, what was your experience being relatively new to the whole industry? Like, how was it to mint and then get on a, a platform? And I don't remember if you went AB2 or yeah. I think you might have used Zest. I don't I don't remember. No, I went through AB2, but I am now a featured artist on Zest. Oh, look so at I'm you. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Fancy. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so we'll have to have to actually release something on Zest Blue. Um, but this team is amazing, by the way, but continue on. Yeah, no, they are. Um, yeah, the process was actually a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. And I mean, of course, you helped me want to like, you kind of walked me what to do. And it it's actually so easy that it scared me a little bit. I'm like, no, I'm doing something wrong. There's something wrong. But no, it, it was actually just it was pretty simple, pretty straightforward. Um, and I was surprised, honestly, especially for my first NFT, it, I sold my first one in what, less than 30 minutes? Yeah. Something like I that. I remember. Something along those like, lines. It's sold, it's sold one. Yeah. Um, so that was, that fun. wasn't the it music was, NFT uh, though, right? That was, no. that was the poster. So yeah, it, it was a poster from a past release. It was actually my piece, uh, and, and worked on with a producer that's worked with, you know, some pretty, pretty high up there artists. Um, and a, a really awesome mixer. They were they were really fun to work with. Um, so I released that song and I had a poster and I was planning on printing it and people actually were wanting my autograph. I am by no means not even a C-list musician, but people were wanting it. And so I was like, yeah, cool. I'll, I'll print these posters out. And I never did. Um, so I was like, yeah. you know what? I have the file. Let's just release it as an NFT. Why not? Sweet. So here we are. Right. Yeah. I, I do have, what? What was that? Awesome, he said. Oh, awesome. sorry. Sorry. There's like a lag, so. Um, but yeah, I am releasing a music NFT. So usually I sing more like Latin pop with like a touch of reggae in there. Um, but I'm messing with a new sort of genre where I sing like a 90s dance beat with Sarah Brightman. So like operatic elements. Then um, you kind of have like ambient music in there mix as well. So it'll be pretty interesting. Okay, awesome. I see uh, Houston, Houston Crypto joined us, aka uh, Algo Roo. I don't know if he can hear us or not. He's, he might have bad connection. Hey, how are you guys doing? Uh, sorry I'm a little bit late. I thought it was going to be 11 a.m. Central Time, so I got in here. I thought I was all early and stuff, but I, I apologize uh, about that guy. <laughs> no worries. We're, we're, we're still going. Um, if you want to give us just a, a quick um, rundown of the event next week. That would be awesome. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, we're coming back again. We have a lot of another list of um, amazing artists that we're working with. Um, the first two events were pretty successful. You know, um, we ran through that and they they went off pretty well. Um, this time, obviously, you know, we have you featured as an artist as well as, you know, Flemish Giants, um, the Algo Bots. And um, again, some of the other premier artists on Algorand. So I'm super excited. I'm really excited. Looking forward to uh, next weekend here. Uh, how do how do we get a piece in that? 
how do you get a piece in it so for right now i am kind of just like limiting it to like um 10 artists per event i'm trying to turn it into like a monthly event so i'm trying to include like 10 artists every month you know with that being said i'm basically out here just looking for artists myself um there is no like set method to it as of now but if you reach out to me i will include you in an event you know i'd like to work with everybody on algorand i've been blessed to this point to have been able to work with some amazing artists you know benji from algoana the team from flemish giants you know they they're all amazing artists and i'm lucky to have worked with them so far but with that being said i want to work with everybody on algorand so if you reach out to me we can definitely get something done um both like dg Chris both DG and Kyle, now. both DG and Kyle want. Uh, there's a piece that I have that they really, really want. So um, I'm thinking about finding a. You want to go to fun bidding war? Yeah, <laughs> both both Kyle and DG. If you're watching this, um, it, the the piece is coming. Just uh, we need to find a good good uh, venue. Yeah, yeah, I would love to. If you would be down, we should definitely work together on that. Yeah, I know Kyle was in the last auction. I think I didn't see DG in there though. Was he there? Um, off the top of my head, I don't know. Um, I'm just normally during the auctions, I'm just so busy running, like trying to run around with production, making sure the Discord bot's working, this and that, that I don't really get to partake as much as I really want to. But this time, I've actually gone through some things to make it a lot easier on myself. So I can kind of like engage, interact, and like not be so tied up and tied down during the event itself so i'm looking forward to that actually yeah i've decided that what whatever the the piece sells for i'm gonna roll 100 back into the nft algorand uh community so that's oh, what nice. i'll do nice cool. nice cool yeah i always like i put i always like putting aside uh 15 to 20 percent of anything i make on selling nfts by going out and finding projects this mm -hmm. this one a hundred percent of it is gonna yeah. go back into. Uh, um, we'll get get some uh, probably mingos finally. I don't know why we we actually don't. We don't have, have any. Our, we have we have zero mingos in our treasury. I don't know why. Oh, the floor's still pretty good. The floor's still pretty good. Yeah. Uh, we gotta get we gotta get those. All right, Algo. Uh, so I'm I'm glad you're able to hop in here because we're kind of winding down things. But I want to make sure we got that your 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 perspective there. We'll make sure we link everything. Um, as far as, uh, you know, next week's event. So we get to a good turnout and there's 10 artists. We'll list all the artists for you. Um, I think it was a pretty good discussion before you popped in here. Oh, and we got to see Lauren's cat too. <laughs> so <laughs> nice, nice. There, yeah. there we go. Yeah. I'm uh, super excited for the whole thing for sure. Uh, yeah, I, we're, we're all stoked about it. So I'm, I'm just happy to like be part of it and be able to like ask some questions and, and bring some, some publicity to it and, you know, kind of help get the word out. I know Lauren's trying to work on some, uh, some marketing materials. And so we've got some posters mm -hmm. and some ideas for that. Um, Tim's going to have some stuff there. We should be good. Chris, Chris sounds like he's putting his hat in the ring for the next event in January. So you've yeah. already got some, some, some pieces ready for January. So, uh, so far so good. I, I'm, I'm still not giving up on sneaking into this next one. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's just gonna start announcing it at the end of every song. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. Let's 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 put a campaign I'm together. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I appreciate everybody's time. I think we should probably wrap it up here, and uh, we'll make yeah. sure we put links in there for everybody. And um, you know, we'll, we'll maybe do another one of these. Lauren's got another NFT. Yeah. Um, I think midweek she does like NFT reviews too. Yep, I do. You guys stay tuned for that. That's really fun. Awesome. But this is fun. All I learned right, a lot every time. You know, Chris is on the call. I learn so much, especially since I'm yeah. new. My brain's always like. Any, anytime, like, Lauren, if you want to actually just just chat about anything, it's NFTs or just crypto or blockchain or anything of that sort. This is this is all I do. I just talk about things. Right? I, I yes, I need to pick your brain because sounds good to be. Yeah. Cool. Cheers, everyone. All right. Thank hey. you very much for having me. Yeah. Awesome.